Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. There's plays I wish I had back to, to help the offense. Like, I missed that tackle down that when we was backed up. You know, we could have had them force them to uh, punt the ball, get the ball back in midfield. So it's complimentary football, I think, when we... You know, allow the team to drive a little bit with the offense not, you know, punching the red. So we want to get as many chances to get back at it. So it's a, it's a team loss whenever you lose a team loss. I know I missed some tackles I'm really mad about. But, you know, uh, get back, focus on practice, get better. I think we're a talented team. That's an unemotional middle linebacker, Foye Aluakon, yesterday in the locker room after the Jaguars' 13-6 to loss to the Houston Texans. Good morning, everybody. I'm Brian Sexton, along with John Osier. Ashlyn Sullivan is on assignment. Okay, she's not. I just thought that sounded good. Uh, so let's bring in John. Hello, John. Hello, Brian. How are you this morning? You're sitting way over on the other side of the studio. Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to be here. You, know, uh, you are. Uh, we have a new alignment. Uh, no, not good. I mean, uh, yesterday wasn't good, and uh, uh, observers and fans are, are angry and worried, and I think understandably so. I mean, uh, we hyped this game and talked about this game, and the players talked about the game as a test, and they didn't pass it. So, and, and I should apologize to you, because last Wednesday, I, I, always. Last, last Wednesday, I said, John, John, relax. There's no way they lose this game. Talking to players, a couple of coaches, I asked them, do, you know, does this team see the opportunity in front of it? They do. They're a team on the rise. And that still may be true, uh, but we didn't see it yesterday. So here's the question I got from a lot of people walking out of the stadium. And I think... 12, 14 hours removed from the loss, it, it, it bears revisiting. Are these the same old Jaguars? That looked yesterday like a very similar team that we've seen the last couple of years, but are they the same old Jaguars? Well, I think there's a few ways to answer it. They are until they're not, because perception's reality, sure. it, in the sense that fans are going to feel how they feel. So I think from the fans' perspective, that is the storyline. Okay, well... We thought you were good. Now it's going to take you. Uh, one of the things I wrote last night was it's going to take some winning to get back to that good feeling we all had in September because that was built on two good wins that you felt good about. Couldn't feel good about that. Are are they in fact the same team? Um, no, I don't think they are the same team in this sense. Their losses this season, uh, well. Which old Jaguars are we talking about? Well, it's, it, it, I mean, are we talking about the Del Rio Jaguars that lost heartbreakers and felt like you should have been there? That felt like this a little bit. I wasn't here for that, but 
where you thought they were close and then they weren't. You right. thought they were close and then they weren't. So maybe that's what that felt like to people. It didn't feel like the last couple of years because the last couple of years they're getting rolled in a game like that by 20 points. Sure. But it's not good enough to sit here and say, well, they don't. They're not number 32 anymore, so they're okay. That's not the standard they're looking for. The coaches aren't happy about that. So um, I don't think they are because it feels like they've let one play, two play games slide past them. So in that sense, I think they can still make the argument we're close, we're doing things okay, but it's got to get over the top. All right, let's jump into big things and get it started here on a Monday morning following the Jaguars 13-7 loss. And we'll start with statement game. Hey, look, I was one of the people that was promoting this. It was an opportunity in the AFC South to go 2-0, which this franchise has never done in that division, and to beat an opponent that they hadn't beaten in five years. And they still haven't beaten them, so they missed the opportunity to make the statement. And the quarterback understood, though, that there's still another statement that he felt compelled to make in the locker room after the game. Shot a lot of a lot of room for improvement. Um, like I said, we've we've played some really good football this season. We've we've played some bad football too. So um, it, the only thing it says is we got to get better, and that's that's the message, whether we win or lose. But especially when you lose a game like this and you don't play well, especially offensively. So. We we gotta like I said we gotta hold each other accountable, hold ourselves accountable, and we gotta get better. And uh, we all just have to do our part. And like I said, our, our team does a good job of staying together. No one's gonna point fingers, but we do have to step up and and make the plays that are there, and, and really just be more consistent all the way around. So uh, that's the that's the message. Is just it's early. We have we have plenty of time, but we gotta make improvements. Big thing too is Trevor's troubles. Now we have two weeks in a row where the quarterback has turned the ball over, made iffy decisions, made one flat outright bad decision yesterday to throw the ball into the end zone. He's looked inconsistent despite the fact that he had good protection and the running game was pretty good yesterday. The head coach, though, for all of the alarms that are sounded this morning, is not one of those folks jumping on that bandwagon. You know, I think that, uh, you know, we, we've got to, as a staff, we got to figure out a way to kind of get him settled into the game, number one. Trevor has to, you know, obviously, you know, make sure that he's in a good spot. And, you know, the thing is, he sees everything, you know, he sees the field well. Uh, we just got to continue to, you know, we got to continue to keep throwing, you know, and, and keep putting him in situations like that. And he, he, he's going to get better. He, he, he will get better. That's, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, we have a lot of, a lot of faith and trust in him, and he can, he can definitely, you know, do the job. We've seen it, you know, this season. So we just, uh, we just got to keep working on. And big thing three, what were they thinking? You have the last two first overall picks in the NFL draft on your squad, and Trevor's interception, and then Trayvon Walker's body slam of quarterback Davis Mills. The kinds of plays that you can't have, and those weren't the only two head scratching decisions during the game. But those were two that stood out. Those are unacceptable, um, you know, uh, plays that come up. And, and I, I keep telling the guys that, you know, a game usually comes down to three to five plays, and, and you just never know which ones are, are going to be those plays. And, you know, Trevor's, Trevor's interception late, that penalty, you know, late in, in a game like that, I mean, those are, those are, those are hard to overcome, you know. And, and um, just, again, they're, they're all – Valuable lessons for us as a staff to, 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 you know, teach and correct. A lot like the week before, Tyson, you know, running into the kicker in Philly. And just those are all moments where, 
you know, we can't we can't take things, you know, upon ourselves. We just, you know, we just got to go do our job. And those are big things as the Jaguars lick their wounds today and start focusing on another division game next Sunday in Indianapolis. And, John, it comes back to young players who you were counting on doing young player things that you thought they were beyond. Or I think it's accurate to say you hoped they were beyond. Well, yeah, I mean, and uh, we talked about Trayvon and uh, Trevor walking down from Doug's press conference yesterday, or uh, Trevor's press conference. And it's it's a tough thing for people to hear, and it's a, it's a tough thing for Doug Peterson to accept or anybody to accept. And uh, I would guess it's a tough thing for Trevor and Trayvon to uh, realize um, this team is so young. We made the point that talking together, Brian, they don't really have their fifth and sixth and seventh year core guys that veteran mature teams do. So you're depending on your first and second year, I mean, our rookie and second year core guys to be your guys. And they're paid like it. It's their responsibility. I don't know that those two players make that awful mistake when they're mature players in their fifth year. So I think some some of the Jaguars' woes are still caused by the fact that there are huge holes in this roster where you don't have fifth, eight-year core. You're young, and so you see things that you, you pull your hair out because you pull your hair out with young kids. That said, um, you, know, you don't want to analyze a game too easily and say, well, these two things cost them the game. Right. But yesterday, those two things cost him the game. You, you can make the case that if Trevor scores the touchdown there, yeah, and Trayvon doesn't throw him down, well, you're, you're thirteen to six with the Trayvon. I mean, uh, with the uh, Trevor touchdown, right? And the game tilts in your favor the rest of the way. And you're uh, calling uh, plays. That's it. That's it. And then the Trayvon. I mean, uh, one thing: the defense played terrific yesterday. But my my guess is I haven't talked to Mike Call. I haven't talked to anybody on the defense about it. You've got them on their own goal line. I think it was third and five, and and you let them run it out. Foyer missed the. Uh, that's I think that's what Foyer was yep, talking about the, in his post game. I'm sure. Yep. And he's right. You that's an opportunity. Now you get possession back, and you go get a touchdown, and all of a sudden that interception is a blip because you still had tilted field position. Right. That was the moment. Even beyond the touchdown, they gave up because they're gassed at that point. You're in, and. I didn't think they played poorly on the series of the touchdown. They just gave him a first down. I mean, but you gave away that opportunity. But the Trayvon play, I mean, it's uh, it's one that I'm sure is eating his gut out this morning because you just can't do it. I mean, you can't do it in high school. Well, when he gets the fine envelope yeah. from the league in his locker right. tomorrow, it will eat even a little more, this time into his pocketbook. So he'll learn that lesson. Yeah. And, and I— I asked you off the top, are these the same old Jaguars? Well, the same old Jaguars don't hold their opponent to 13 points and 248 right. yards. They didn't play well enough to win on that side of the ball because they didn't make enough plays. Right. They had just that one sack. There were no takeaways. They missed key tackles in key moments. I but think it, the no takeaways was, it felt, looking back over the game this morning, by design that the Texans were trying to, to shorten that game, yep. not make mistakes. So I think that played into the no takeaways. They didn't want to give them any opportunities to be themselves. I mean, the Texans didn't want the Jaguars to feel good defensively like that, so they took no chances. And we have to touch on on, on Trevor here before we go to our first break. And, and, hey, look, I mean, I've never really expressed a lot of concern because he's young and because I still believe that this is a guy who can be your franchise quarterback. But when you see him 
throw that ball in the end zone. I mean, I was I was up in the West Club and I screamed, run the ball, right? Which is not what I normally do. But right. it was so clear that that was the thing to do. You would expect him to be able to do that. Yeah, it's, it's what we talked about with young players and we, and we talk about with offensive linemen all the time. They play okay and then there's the one play and they get and they get killed for it. Well, that's the NFL. So Trevor, I watched the game this morning trying to figure out what, he missed a few throws. Statistically, I can see why he said what he said after the game where he zipped some balls in there. He had seven or eight really good throws. Yep. And where they're moving the ball and you feel like, okay, here we go. Feet were set. Great. Yeah. Um, and even some of the ones that people were saying he missed, receivers didn't really go make plays for him either. So it wasn't all Trevor. But the NFL is about plays and moments. Yeah. And you can't make that play at that moment. Say what you want about Davis Mills. He didn't make mistakes yesterday. Right. And you expect the quarterback taking number one overall to be the guy who doesn't make the mistakes. But that's not the way it's working right, right. now. Right. And even if you don't get the pick there and you kick a field goal, 9-6 in a game like that. I talked about the, a tilted field position and momentum. Yeah. What I mean by that is you're calling plays different moving forward and you're playing the clock different moving forward. Uh, even if you're 9-6 and don't have the Trayvon play, make an argument at the bare minimum you're in a tie game at the end, you go down and kick a field goal. So those moments, you have to, you have to know how to manage situations as a quarterback, and in that situation, uh, Trevor clearly didn't. All right, big things out of the way. When we return, some highlights that explain the outcome of the game yesterday on Jaguars Drive Time. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Call CarShield now. If your car is out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer screen repairs. Call Car Shield today. Welcome back, Jags Drive Time. Brian Sexton along with John Osier. Ashlyn Sullivan out today. She'll be back on Wednesday. 13 6 the outcome. The Jaguars fall to 2 and 3. Let's give you some highlights. Game was tied 6 6 at the half. Jaguars come out on fire. And the quarterback, as we expected, would roll right into it. Here's the first drive of the third quarter. And Trevor hits Evan Ingram. Lawrence slinging it over the middle, complete. Beautiful throw. Second and 11. 
And here he is, finding him again, Marvin Jones. Right, and then here's the play where it all breaks down, John. Just keep running and you're probably at least inside the three. So they start off on fire with two beautiful throws, and you're expecting that here is where the switch is flipped. Yeah, and he made reference to it. It, it. it turned out once the play began that it was not a great play against that defense. And I, don't, I didn't get the idea that he was criticizing the coaching on there. I just got the idea that sometimes when you call a play and it starts, it's against a defense that's ready for it, so there's nothing there. And his responsibility at that point is to make the right decision, this is what he said, to move on to the next play. And you had a chance to get a first down. You had, it, it, was, it was an easy decision in retrospect. He's not sitting there going, boy, I wonder what I should have done. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, I think he thought at that moment, he saw something very quickly, reacted to it, and you've just got to, at some point, the percentages have to be playing in your mind at that point. And you know automatically not to make. There's and no, you can't make the throw. He talked in a couple of other situations yesterday in his post game about forcing, trying to force yeah. things instead of take what they offered to create other opportunities. And he did it on 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 the deep ball. I thought he did the same thing. Where I mean, it wasn't a tragedy. You, I throw a deep ball, it's incomplete. You come back, but in moments like that, in a game like that, uh, every down counts and puts you in a second and ten, which is trickier than a second and five. So. That's it. Felt to me like the Texans were counting on the way they played defense. They were counting on the Jaguars not being able to finish once they got to the red zone, and they were counting on Trevor not to be uh, be able to make the twenty-five yard field, uh, not to be consistent enough right. to uh, drive the length of the field and take advantage of the big plays that they got, and and they were right. Yeah, yesterday they were right. All right, so the game is still 6-6, and the Texans are near midfield, but they're facing third down and 20. Here's another one of those game-changing plays. Well, maybe just get into the range of Fairbairn, who's hit a couple of from 50. Nils, this one whistled dead. And there's a late flag. Boy, the follow-through. Trayvon Walker wrapped I didn't up think Mills the flag was and maybe too much at the end of that play. I didn't think the flag was late at all. I think the flag was right on time. Now, how do you do this? I mean, he is a 21-year-old kid. So as long as he's been playing football, quarterbacks have been protected. Yeah. The only thing you think is, did he, you know, did he not realize for a moment he was off sides? But even if he had been, even if the play had been live, right. throwing the quarterback like that, we saw it uh, with the Tampa game, you know, it, it, they're protecting quarterbacks so much that I don't know that you can even live sack a quarterback like that at this point. Uh, so it, it was uh, it was so out of character because that's not really Trayvon's not really the in your face make it. Yeah. No, he, no, he he's not at all. Maybe that's not what that was. I I, I don't want to put Maybe words. It was frustration. In it. Yeah, and so uh, it was just an incredibly bad-timed, bad play that they absolutely didn't need at that point. They, you know, In the NFL, third and 20, even dialing back to third and 15, your percentage uh, off being off the field, especially against Davis Mills and yep. the Texans offense, which is not a convert long yardage yep. kind of offense, they had been running in that situation. Keep your cool, they're punting. 
and you're giving the ball back to your offense. With what? About six minutes to go. Yeah. So now you have a situation to where dictate. you control. It, it's, Get into your four-minute offense yeah. and set up Riley Patterson for a game-winning field goal. Even after that, I, you know, I got I got a question last night. Somebody said, when are the Jaguars going to have a good defense? I was like, well, I don't know how much better they're supposed to play. Right. In the NFL, you give up 250 yards and one touchdown. I don't care who you're playing. That's fine. You're supposed to win. And especially seven minutes to go to get a gut punch, like that momentum switch, yep. and to still make it difficult for Damian Pierce. I mean, he, he you said I always give credit where it's due. I didn't think the Jaguars' defense played bad against Damian Pierce. He's a young guy right now at, at the peak of his running back abilities. He's hard to bring down. That's how he plays. He was going to win some. Uh, I didn't think they played poorly on the final drive against him. I, he won that matchup. Occasionally that happens. Right. If that had happened when it was 27-6, to six, nobody would have cared. No. But it, the one time it happened was when the game was on the line. But they didn't play poorly defensively. Well, here you go. Here's the Damian Pierce touchdown. The ball was put at the 38-yard line, first and 10, for the Texans after Trayvon Walker's errant play. And it set up this. Second and goal, Texans. I'd run it again. You got overload to the right. Pierce on the take, and he bangs it in. And the Houston Texans retake the lead here in Jacksonville. So now it's 13-6, to John. And the Jaguars are driving, and they get the ball to midfield. And they put themselves in a position from midfield to be able to do something about it. Here's one more look at Pierce. Or... But you know what? Let's let, let let we don't even need to show the rest of it. So he scored. Yeah, but but let's let's just dump the rest of the highlights because the point is the Jaguars had opportunities. Yeah, and uh, Trevor's getting a lot of heat in the mailbag, and I'm sure everywhere else hasn't finished a drive late in the game. Hadn't brought them back. Um, I want to pump the brakes to that on, on that a little bit. He hasn't. His situations so far this year have been down by touchdown. That's a lot trickier than bringing back from down by three. Right. So, uh, the so I, I don't necessarily think it's a huge worry that it hasn't happened yet because that's that's a tough hurdle to get past for the young guy. What's concerning to me and what you want to see is they haven't really gotten in, into range to make a play at the end. I, I would have rather seen a couple times where they're first and goal. I mean, you know, first and ten to fifteen. He's driven them down. And then you take four shots, you're not getting there. He hasn't gotten them into situation yet. Um, that needs to happen, and I think that's another thing that uh, we need to watch for in the coming weeks. It's, it's, it's a developmental thing. It's important to realize you're only five games into the Doug Peterson sure. era, so there's still rookie element there. People don't want to hear that, but that's reality. But uh, it's, uh, I, I understand what we're seeing the last couple of weeks this is the growing pain, yeah. and, and and you've got to grow through it, and I understand the concern. All right. Those are the highlights, whether you wanted them or not. And when we come back, hot takes here on Jags Drive Time. Well, Magellan Transport moves to freight, and they're voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can apply to join them. Online at www.MagellanLogistics.com. We just need to have more flow and, and, and punch the ball in when we need to. Uh, we can't go down to the red zone, um, you know, and not take advantage of those opportunities. Um, so 
especially when our defense you know, held, held, held the game up pretty good for us. It's Marvin Jones after the game, and there is a almost foreboding sense with this young team in the red zone. Like, man, they cannot settle for a field goal here. Right. They need a touchdown, but it seems like a high hurdle for them right now to find success in the red zone. Yeah, and uh, they were two of three there, but the two were field goals. So you had six points in three red zone trips. Right. Uh, again, you start doing the math. In, in a game like that, where it's tight down there, you get two touchdowns. Obviously, you can play a different game. Sure. I'm stating the obvious. But it's, it's, it's critical. And I do believe the Texans thought that was the way to play. Hey, they're going to get some plays. We're going to make sure they don't get huge plays. But if they get down inside the 30, uh, we have a better chance than average of, of them not scoring. We're going to hold them the field goals, maybe one touchdown. And then they really shortened the game, the Texans, on the drive right after the interception. They only drove to midfield, but they took like eight minutes to do it. And that really, I thought, compressed it. And now all of a sudden you've got a, te- a young team playing at home knowing they're supposed to win. All of a sudden the fourth quarter felt so much different because it was all of a sudden upon you. you I mean, it, that third quarter felt like it, take, it took two minutes. And I think that really played into the dynamic of the game of all of a sudden, I think it felt like the offense felt that a little bit of, okay, we got to do something and maybe pressed a, t- a touch. You know, we, we were anxious to see how they would respond. And – and from the Philly game. And now they've got the Colts mm-hmm. in a really important game for them if they have any hope of contending in the division. I shouldn't say it that dramatically. But this is a really important game for them to be able to keep pace yeah. with the Titans, who have now won three in a row, and to keep the advantage over the Colts. So do you expect them to come back from this gut punch? And and how do you answer that question based on what we saw yesterday? I don't know that I expect... Anything at this point. No, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't expect anything out of the team. I don't really know how they'll respond. Right. Uh, I think they're very capable of responding well. Uh, but it's tough because even they say, well, they beat the Colts 24 nothing two weeks ago or whenever it was, four weeks ago. It, it's different on the road. Yeah. It's different when it, you know, the Colts beat the Chiefs at home two weeks ago. So that sort of math doesn't work. I think it's tough and it's, it's uh, you know, we say it every week. The next game is the most important. All of a sudden, this is a whole lot trickier than anything they face. 100%. So here's my hot take, and I wrote it last week in final analysis for you, John, and that is I will not use the word playoffs in this team again. Um, I thought that this was but a team. But you just said playoffs. Yeah, this is the last time. <laughs> this, um, this, this one really I, is. <laughs> I, I, talking to coaches and players last week, I thought this was a team on the rise, that they knew it, that they were ready to go and beat a team that they should beat. Well, they're not there yet. They're, they're clearly, they're not ready for that yet. And they will be as soon as the quarterback, not that it's all on him, but the quarterback is ready to play at that next level where you make those plays. Um, and and there's still growth and time in it. So maybe got ahead of myself. You know, I look at the division. I don't think it's a really good division. I think the Jaguars have a very talented young roster, but that doesn't mean they're ready for it yet. So there won't be any talk of division title or any of that stuff, at least not for me. Uh, it's an important game for a young team to get over this game in Indy, and that's as far as I'll go. Yeah, mine's probably more of a of a tepid take than hot, because we talked about it already. It, it's uh, this is a gut punch and it really hurts. It's kind of obviously we talked about it the whole show now, 
but boy, it hurt. Yeah. Um, because I think fans really thought after the Colts and Chargers that that they were ready for more and, and that they would take care of business. And I I thought the game would be close. I thought the game would be a twenty four to thirteen where it was seventeen thirteen in the fourth quarter. They pull away. And they would have a drive where he said, Okay, that's now we feel like we're going somewhere. Ah, now we're ready. Um and I do think this game dictates how you felt about the last three. Had they won, you would have felt like, hey, they're the Colts and Chargers, and they are almost better than the Eagles. Right. Now you feel like, uh, frankly, I think a lot of fans feel like uh, same old Jaguars. I got a lot of emails saying, oh, the bottom five in the league again. I don't, I, I don't think that's what this is. I don't either. I think this was more a case of a desperate team in the Texans that was better than people thought. Jaguars played poorly, and the Texans barely got them. It doesn't make you feel any better, but I think that's what you're looking at. But now again, they have to go prove that. They, you know, uh, this morning that gut punch really hurt. You know, if they had won yesterday, we would be talking about a showdown. Gutty. Yeah, but we'd be talking about right. a showdown in Indianapolis yep. this week, right? Uh, and so, you know, they, there's an old saying: "A water finds its own level." Well, this team's not ready for that kind of a game yet. They're not ready to be talking about division titles. They've still got to figure out how to play consistently. And Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence both said it yesterday in their postgame locker room, and that's going to be the message is find a way right. to get back to playing consistent football. Now, it's not out of the question that this team is – I don't want to say it's going to be 2017 because what happened at the end of that year was you know, all of a sudden it just took off. Right. Remember that 2017 team – had six losses where we're sitting here on Monday going, well, okay, same old. You know, they got rolled by the Titans. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Rams out here. When Every time every time that team had momentum early, right. all of a sudden they would come out and, you know, Marone's talking about, well, I can tell you one day, to, you know. So I don't know that this kind of game means it's, it, it's lost. Maybe they're just trying to find themselves, and maybe they're an up-and-down team. Right. That's still very possible for this team. 100%. All right. One more segment when we return for Jags Drive Time on a Monday morning. Brother Jaguars would like to thank JEA's Frontline Team for all they do to help our community thrive. Please help us recognize JEA's Frontline Team of the Game, representing the 2,000 employees who work hard to serve you each and every day. Brian Sexton... John Osier back here to wrap up drive time on a Monday morning. Ashlyn will rejoin us on Wednesday. What you got coming this week? What's Ozone Podcast? Uh believe we are trying to effort. That's a that's a radio term. You I do like it. People. Yeah. Um, a uh, foyer. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> foyer Aluacon. I'm looking forward to that because he's uh, always very insightful. And uh, I always like to pitch the Huddle Up podcast with Bucky Brooks because. Do you? His name's on it. Do you spend time with him when he comes into town? Not, not if I don't have to. <laughs> no, I do. Bucky's great. Your honesty is refreshing. <laughs> and thanks for carrying the show this morning. Well, thanks to you as well. John Osier for doing what needs to be done. And to Joe and to Blake and our entire broadcast crew, that is Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday morning. We're back with you on Wednesday. Have a great day. If
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 